live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. I started taking secret selfies of myself. Um, I thought it would help me be more creative. I had this idea that if I did something every day that was moderately creative, that I would turn into a more creative person myself. There's those people who take pictures a day or they write a poem a day or something like that. So I thought, well, that'll work. I'll do that. But I want to do it secretly because I'm not a millennial. I don't want to put it on Facebook. I'm not interested in any of that crap. And a selfie seemed like the, the bare amount that I could do. So I had my new iPhone. It was new, of course. And I had an app, and it was one of those apps that you, you can write down and say, take a selfie, and then hit a little check mark, right? And that was super satisfying. You just <laughs> click the thing, and then I've accomplished something. It's really great. <laughs> so, um, so I started doing that, and one of my first uh, pictures was when my mom and I went on vacation together. We were in uh, Northern California. We were um, up at the Claremont Hotel. I'd, I'd told her we should splurge in something nice, and we were visiting some friends, and we had this glorious dinner with some dear friends. And we came back to the hotel, and the, the light was just gorgeous, you know, and the sun's going down, and it's kind of pinky. And so I took a little selfie of myself surreptitiously, right, in the, in the parking lot while my mom was off having a cigarette. <laughs> and then we get back into the hotel, and as we're walking up to our room, we look at each other and we say, man, we have got like the best friends ever. We go to bed, and the next morning, um, I am uh, helping my mom set up her new um, computer, um, and she's a little testy. I asked her something and she sort of snaps at me. I don't know, Beth. Mom, are you okay? Is something wrong? And she says, it's just, it's just I have a headache. So I go and I get a, a cloth and I take it over and I sit next to her on the couch and put the cloth and I say, do you, do you need any ibuprofen or something? She'd already taken some. And then she made a noise that I hope you never have to hear. It was somewhere between um, a growl and an inhale. And her eyes got glassy and her head um, flung back and her body got rigid. After a couple of minutes, she came to and um, I said, Mom, something just happened and um, I think we need to go to the hospital. And so she sort of nodded, and I said, um, I'll call our friend, Mary, and so I called her, and she said she'd be over, and we can go in about 20 minutes, and it's no problem. And then she made the noise again. Rigid in, in her seat, and I knew she wasn't coming to. So, so I walked to the phone, which you always think is so close, but it took about 10 years to get over to the, to the phone and to pick it up and to hit that zero and say, we need an ambulance. And yet, that was 10 years, and then it's almost no time at all, and the room is filled with people, filled with people who are 
from the hotel, from the EMTs. And she makes that noise again. And I'm crying, but I'm answering questions, and I'm calling my brother, and we are trying to work this all out. And we get to the hospital. And they do the tests. And then there's a doctor on one side and a nurse on the other. And the doctor says that she had a brain aneurysm. And he thought it was probably fatal. Mom was my person. She was amazing. She was strong. She was um, vibrant. Could be a pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> but she was, she was so, she was the person I went to for anything. She was smart. She was elegant and also incredibly compassionate. And the thing is, <laughs> grief just moves right in, right? It just decides to take over. And there it is, and there is no choice. You are just there with grief. Um, but the funny thing about that is that even when grief moves in, your cell phone doesn't know. <laughs> And there's my cell phone, and every day it comes back up with, do you want to take a selfie? <laughs> so I did. You know, it was great that it was secret, by the way, because I looked like crap in all of the <laughs> pictures that I took. <laughs> you know, I was wrecked in my first one afterwards, right? Wrecked. I'd been crying. I had been dealing with all the things you deal with. The next one was when my best friend came out. You know, my mom was a second mother to her, and um, she came out to be around, so we took a brave selfie together. My brother and I decided to go to Moldova. My mom worked for the Peace Corps and lived in Chisinau, Moldova. So we flew there, and so we took a picture while we're <laughs> on the plane and pictures while we were there. I came back, and I took another picture. Um, you know, we had a service when we came back to the US. And um, that night, my brother and I drank a lot of red wine that night. Our mother <laughs> likes cheap red wine. <laughs> the cheaper, the better. <laughs> so we drank a lot of wine, and we were <laughs> sitting at the table, and my dear friend is across from me, and he's trying to, he's not trying to keep up or anything, he's just trying to hang out with us, right? My brother and I are just gone, we're very drunk. <laughs> and my brother just lays into me and says, ah, Beth, you gotta quit your fucking job. You are miserable, it is time for you to leave, you, you just, life is short. You gotta quit your job. My, my friend's eyes got really big. It was pretty funny. Um, but, you know, the thing is, he, he kind of had a point. I was pretty miserable. I was a college professor, um, which was the thing I had always wanted to do. I had um, worked so hard to get the job. Um, but something about it didn't fit. It was like I had put on this suit 
that everybody said looked really good on me. And it itched and felt like the wrong size and wasn't quite right, and it didn't make me feel comfortable. In fact, I felt trapped and unhappy. But as things go, you don't just make quick changes, so I went back to my job, right? Because got to go back there and, 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 and keep going. But I kept doing the selfies while I was doing it. And let me tell you, there were moments. <laughs> there were moments, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm going to a conference, and I'm exhausted, because that's what grief does. It moves in, and it exhausts you. And I have a selfie of me looking out a window, just looking numb. I have another selfie where um, <laughs> the printer cartridge exploded, <laughs> which is the stupidest thing, but I lost it, right? I lost it. I had no capacity to deal with a printer cartridge that had just exploded. Um, there is a picture of me um, uh, walking through the quad between my classes when I had taught them, and I can see my professor face on, and my, my intensity at getting the day done. I, I started to do a few things to try and change, to maybe, I applied for a fellowship, I did a couple things to try and see if I could move into a new job. And what was interesting about that is that at the instant I did that, my pictures started changing a little bit. All of a sudden I had, um, you know, pictures, more pictures with my nephews, right? Super goofy pictures of us sticking our tongues out at the camera. Or um, a, a friend's dog that would, that I just loved, Maybelle, and she'd come, she looks like a little Muppet, and she would put her little snout in my face and lick my face, and there's this just lovely picture of that. And sometimes I'd even try and get a little creative. I'd be like, well, maybe I'll do um, a picture in this really nice light, or, or when the rain is coming down on top of the roof of my car and comes through the windshield kind of nicely. Eventually, I did end up leaving my job and moving out here to Portland. Um, it took a long time, <laughs> but I did. And, you know, I'm piecing together a new career as a researcher. But one of the things that I've realized with this, you know, selfie project is that my mom was really the person for me who was my mirror in the world. She was the one I went to and talked to and, and who listened to me with everything that I had to say. And she could always reflect back what I needed to hear. But when she was gone, I had to figure out how to do that for myself. And, you know, having selfies were the way I could look in the mirror. <laughs>